0: Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College.
1: Solar, wind, fossil, and chemical are different forms of energy. They are stored through mechanical, biological, electrical, and other mediums. With Earth's limited resources, it's crucial that our generation begins exploring new uses of energy that are more sustainable, making the most of the storage medium that is economically friendly.
2: The most common forms of clean energy are solar, wind, tidal, and geothermal. Solar energy doesn't create greenhouse gases and carbon emissions, unlike other types of energy, such as fuel. But solar energy requires a number of chemical processes to create the photovoltaic or PV cell to make the power. One chemical process is silicon being used as semiconductors. The silicon is pressed at very high temperatures to burn off oxygen. This process results in 99.9% pure silicon. The silicon is then mixed with copper and hydrochloric acid to produce trichlorosylane gas. The gas is then added with hydrogen to make silane gas. The silane gas is then heated to make crystals and used for the PV cells and microchips. Another process uses cadmium. Cadmium is another chemical used in PV cells to make telluride thin films. Although solar power doesn't produce greenhouse gases while in use, they do release other chemicals during the production. This is very important to note because the chemicals produced during production can affect us. The- Some solar panel productions releases nitrogen trifluoride and sulfur hexafluoride. These are greenhouse gases that are emitted during production. Understanding these chemical processes is key to enhancing the manufacturing process of these solar panels and PV cells to create better and cleaner energy for a sustainable future.
3: One of the most important of these energies is solar, a primary source for life on this planet. In this part of the podcast, I will be talking about the chemical and biological fundamentals of photosynthesis. The chemical equation for photosynthesis is six molecules of carbon dioxide, six molecules of water, plus light energy, which produces one molecule of sugar, and six molecules of oxygen. Photosynthesis allows plants to absorb light energy from the sun into usable energy, such as sugars. The sugar that plants create from photosynthesis is stored in the chloroplast of the plant. Chloroplasts are full of stacks of thylakoid discs called grana. The thylakoid disks are what contain chlorophyll, which give the plant their green pigment. The Calvin cycle takes place in the chloroplast, thus making chloroplast a key component in a plant's ability to create energy and survive. ATP is used to help turn carbon into usable energy during the Calvin cycle of photosynthesis. One of the types of cellular respiration that occurs during photosynthesis is aerobic. And the beginning of aerobic cellular respiration Is glycolysis which is the breakdown of glucose glycolysis begins with six carbon glucose and breaks down into two molecules of three carbon pyruvate two ATP molecules and two NADH molecules ATP and NADH are both chemical energy storing molecules
1: in the process of photosynthesis when the glucose is made there are bonds that link the carbon hydrogen and oxygen together A misconception about the energy stored in these bonds is that they don't actually get stored in these so-called bonds. Bonds are simply visualizations that make the concept of chemistry easier, but the energy that is made through the process of photosynthesis is actually stored within the molecules. So when the plants perform cellular respiration, they sever these bonds that link the elements of glucose together, therefore releasing that energy that was stored in the molecules as well. This energy is then transferred over to a phosphate group that attaches to ADP, adenosine diphosphate to form ATP, adenosine triphosphate, the major molecule for energy in living organisms. Another important factor in bond energies is understanding how much energy is stored with each quote-quote bond. It takes more time, it takes more energy to bond the third phosphate group than it does the first two and thus provides more energy when that connection is broken. This idea is essential to knowing why ATP works so well for energy usage.
0: First, I will discuss about the concept of energy from a macroscopic view, specifically talking about some of the various energy sources and their contributions in a society. The Energy Information Administration captures most of this topic in the U.S. Energy Consumption Diagram. From this diagram, it displays two main ideas, the major sources of energy and the minor sources of energy. This information is useful because it can convey how important and how effective each type of energy source is. However, I mainly wanted to focus on, on wind and electric hydroelectric energy, which are associated with turbines and river dams. Wind clearly isn't very efficient, and neither are river dams. Both energy sources collectively contribute to 4.5% of U.S. energy consumption. Another source that is relevant to this topic is the cost required to use each of the individual met- methods, such as the processes that use wind solar and biomass energy i have a diagram that will provide insight about this topic this diagram was provided by a turbine company in florida and it basically conveys that turbines are still relatively expensive to use whereas hydroelectric energy is cheaper to use all in all one of the most important ideas to gain from both diagrams is that renewable energy is not very effective as of right now since it only contributes to 10% of the US consumption and some of the US energy consumption and some of its components such as the processes that rely on biomass and wind energy are still relatively expensive to utilize however is there any possibility that renewable energy will one day surpass the effectiveness of coal this would be very beneficial to society since coal quote Coal quote produces nearly eighty percent of all power plant carbon emissions, quote, according to the Union of Concerned Scientists. I guess in response to this troubling question I would say yes. Considering the presentation consider the presentation taking nanotechnology from clean room to classroom by doctor Sumont, which focuses on using the microscopic properties of diamond to potentially create a much more energy efficient environment. In his presentation, he discusses about how it is possible, although very difficult, to manipulate the chemical properties of diamonds in order to make machines that are much more effective. This is because diamonds are extremely durable and possess certain characteristics that can minimize friction. This topic is very essential because it drastically impacts how we can conserve and use energy. Some of the processes that rely on hydroelectric energy and wind wind energy, which are associated with turbines and river dams are negatively impacted by friction. Likewise, motor vehicles, which millions of people use every day, are less efficient because of friction also. However, with the use of nanotechnology, it may one day be reasonable to say that we will not have to rely on coal as an energy source. It can reduce friction and potentially rid of friction, which therefore yields machines such as turbines and cars that are much more energy efficient. I also found an article that discusses about how friction can be useful, too, though. In March, a new type of solar panel was created this year, according to David Neild, a journalist from Science Alert. The thing that is unique and different about the solar panel is that it captures the frictional energy of raindrops as they slide across it. With this in mind, is it also possible to chemically alter some type of unknown material, such as diamond? so that it can be used as a coating to increase the friction between two objects. If so, this solar panel may be an extremely effective alternative in the future. This is definitely an interesting topic to consider, but back to the main topic, however, with this idea of renewable energy in mind, is there anything that we can do with chemical bonds to make biofuels more efficient?
4: One of the many possible renewable sources that are currently being explored is biofuels. It's made by recycling used frying oils, such as like corn oil, from the kitchens, or can be harnessed from plant seeds. Some of the most common sources of biofuel comes from rapeseed oil, sunflower oil. It all comes from different kinds of plant oils. Uh, the oils are transformed into a biofuel through a chemical process called transesterification. So, that's where the glycerin from the vegetable oil is replaced by methanol, and that creates a fatty acid chain, because it was originally a triglyceride. So when producing those three fatty acid chains, they are then separated and then can be used as a biofuel. In addition to that, I do have my own research for biofuel. Uh, With the chemical energy bonds with energy storage systems involving harnessing energy into one form, it is difficult to store a more convenient or economical storage form. Uh, I use the topic of biofuels, and biofuel is any liquid form derived from biological materials such as trees, agricultural waste, crops, and grass. Biofuel can be produced from any carbon source available, and that can be restored, such as plants. Uh, in my Bio 112 class, I was taught about a term called biomass, and what that is is it's a pro- it's a byproduct of animals or plants. And as a plant is growing, it takes in the carbon, and it then releases it, and when It releases it as a form of energy and that results in a carbon cycle that does not increase the atmospheric concentration of the greenhouse gases which is great
0: there's already been a push for solar energy within the united states however according to the institute for energy research solar energy provides five tenths of one percent of the total energy consumed in in the united states while solar panels are efficient at generating electricity They are bulky and difficult to install for in-home use. The use of solar energy can be better implemented through the use of semi-transparent PV cells placed on windows. The chemical process of creating solar energy, described by Brenda, can be edited so the panels can be placed on windows of buildings, generating electricity without much hassle. These generate electricity while still allowing visible light to come through the window. The prices of translucent photovoltaic cells can be reduced through more funding for this research, which would lead to development in material
1: costs and efficiency.